0: Hi and thanks for tuning in to my first episode of the Fech It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery podcast. My name's Helly Barnes. I am a professional coach for people in recovery from eating disorders and disordered eating. You might be wondering why I decided to call this podcast series Fech It Fun, Fabulous and Free in relation to eating disorder recovery. And the reason for that is because when it comes to talking about eating disorders, I think sometimes we get a little bit too serious and a little bit too boring, actually. And yes, eating disorders are serious. Eating disorders are boring when you're living with an eating disorder. But just because life with an eating disorder is miserable, boring, and very, very serious, doesn't mean that recovery has to be in fact in my opinion the more fun you can make recovery the more fabulous you can be in your recovery and the more it attitude you can apply to your recovery the quicker it probably will be that you will find your freedom and get to that sweet end of your recovery journey into your exciting recovered life so in this series i'm going to be providing frequent bite-size episodes in relation to eating disorder recovery to provide information, encouragement, inspiration, some neuroscience, and I aim to provide lots of positivity with a good sprinkling of fun and fabulousness. So there'll be no topics that are off limits. Anything related to eating disorders, disordered eating, or the Devil That's Diet Culture will be spoken about and be included in the series. So stay tuned. To kick off the series though, in this episode, I just thought I'd talk a little bit about me and my background and why I'm now working in the field of eating disorders in the way that I am, so that you can understand where I'm coming from. So I developed an eating disorder when I was about 27, and up until then I had no real history in my childhood, in my teenage years, or even as a young woman, in terms of dieting or body issues. I'd never really exercised much in my life and I was just a, a you know a child a teenager a young woman who loved food ate quite happily was just fun loving very free had you know friends a good life I'd trained to be a nurse as a, you know as a young woman once I finished school and I was working as a qualified nurse in my early 20s And then in my mid-twenties, I was in a relationship and I was engaged to be married, and my partner and I decided that we would join a gym to tone up for our upcoming wedding and just maybe, you know, just really get a bit fitter. And as we did so, we started going to the gym regularly. I mean, not crazily, just sort of, you know, a couple of times a week. And very quickly, though, I found myself becoming quite compulsive about that exercise, and the more compulsive I became about the exercise, the more I then became more food aware as well. And I'm mean, now I understand that I inadvertently put my body into a negative energy balance at that time. And that triggered off these genetics that I didn't know I had in terms of developing an eating disorder. And so I spiraled into quite a powerful eating disorder really quite quickly at that time when I when I was around about the age of 27, as I say. And then from that point on, for over 12 years, I really lived with the illness. Over those years, I went in and out of inpatient treatment in the UK, always desperately wanting to recover. There was never a time in my life that I didn't want to recover from the eating disorder. There was never a time that I went into hospital not motivated to recover, but despite that, Despite all those admissions, despite all that treatment I received, I never reached a recovered state that was physically or mentally sufficient or that gave me the tools to keep going in my recovery once I was back home again. Pretty early on in my eating disorder, my marriage failed. And I, from that point on, lived alone. So for most of the 12 or so years of the eating disorder, I lived alone in quite an isolated and eating disordered bubble. Um, And that isolation really became a lot stronger with each passing year um, as the illness also grew stronger. I did manage to maintain a career outside my spells in treatment over those years. Um, I continued to work as a nurse for all those years and quite successfully actually as a nurse But probably the career was the only thing I had in my life other than the illness. Um, And it really was a very miserable way to live. And after about a decade of that, I really had come to believe that perhaps I had met my destiny with this eating disorder. I'd been told by so-called eating disorder experts or eating disorder consultants that I was a chronic case of anorexia and that I would never recover. And after a decade of anorexia, I started to believe them and I started to think that I probably was a chronic case and maybe the best I could hope for was to maintain a quality of life within quite a miserable and destructive illness. And when my 40th birthday came around, it really hit me hard. I really couldn't fathom living with the eating disorder for the rest of my life. And so at that point, I made the decision that I had to do everything and try anything and just give eating disorder recovery one last real attempt to find out what was possible for me. I decided not to believe the experts when they told me I couldn't recover and really to find out for myself what was my truth. So at that point, I actually moved back in with my parents as an adult, and I asked them for support. And that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, As anyone out there listening will probably know, if you've got an eating disorder or had an eating disorder, eating disorders love us to be isolated, and they don't like other people getting involved. So, you know, I felt very comfortable in a lot of ways living on my own, because the eating disorder was comfortable when I was on my own. So, it wasn't easy at all to move back in with my parents at that stage and ask for that support. And yeah, it, that was probably the most painful, but also the best decision I ever made. So, over a period of less than six months, I was with my parents, and there were a lot of ups and downs. There were a lot of tears and tantrums on my side. There was quite a bit of door slamming on my side as well, I hate to say. And those short months were definitely the hardest of my life but I wouldn't change them now because there were also times in there that were quite magical and in which I learnt just what was possible for me and just you know what my future could hold and I really started to believe that I could be free of the eating disorder if I just continued down the path that I'd started to you know take myself down. So over those months, I put myself through recovery without professional help and I took steps that deep down I knew were right. I started to eat a heck of a lot of food, much more than I'd ever been told was you know, the right amount to eat in treatment and I somehow forced myself to give up the compulsive exercise that had plagued me for so many years. And I suppose I just finally truly understood that recovery had to come from me that no one could do it for me. And ultimately, I started to heal. Yes, my body grew, but my mind also slowly learnt that I was safe despite that unlimited food and despite that unlimited rest. And much quicker than I ever imagined was possible, I got further into recovery than I ever had before, or even believed I could. And after just a few months, I moved back out of my parents' house and into my own apartment again. I returned to employment, and my life grew in quite remarkable ways. Since that time, I've always been conscious that there were many others out there, like I was, battling a powerful illness um, or low body confidence, and left to believe that they can't have more from life left to believe that they have to live with this illness for the rest of their lives. And I don't believe that's true for anyone. I don't believe anyone lacks potential for recovery from an eating disorder, no matter how long they've had the illness, no matter how sick they've been with the illness. And so I decided to use my knowledge and experience and expand my skills to be able to support people who are like I was, lost and confused and feeling very, very alone in a culture in which we live that's, let's face it, pretty diet obsessed. And just ensure that other people understand that they can take those very necessary steps to their own recovery, and that that recovery is out there waiting for them. So... I took some courses and I trained to become a professional coach. I did a diploma in coaching um, and I've also done some qualifications in neuroscience. And I set myself up as an eating disorder recovery coach. And within that, I also felt that I just wanted to be able to provide more information and support to people in other ways as well. So I thought I'd set up this podcast as a way to just put out a bit more content, really, for other people in recovery who perhaps, you know, don't want to work with a coach or have other means of support, but who just want that bit of daily or, you know, weekly inspiration and nuggets of hope and motivation to keep going in their recovery journey. So that's me. That's where I've come from. That's where I am now, In case you do want to know more about me, I do also have a blog website that I kept largely during my eating disorder recovery a few years ago. So I wrote a lot of posts on it then when I was actually in recovery. And I still write on that blog now um, very regularly um, and provide posts now on eating disorder recovery and all things related to that. So If you do want to know more about me or you just want to have a look at that website and blog, then check it out. It's over on recoveringnomad.com. Otherwise, if you want to know more about my coaching, then have a look at hellybarns.com, which is where you'll find a lot more about my coaching services that I offer. But otherwise, thank you for listening to this first episode. If there's anything you'd want me to talk about, in this podcast series, then please let me know and, you know, either send me an email or put it in the comments section. And otherwise, stay tuned for the next episode and go and just continue to be fabulous and find a bit of fun in your recovery. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.